Welcome to episode 057, The Art of Feminine Embodiment, Energy and Relationship with Julie Tanner. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. have the most incredible episode for you coming up with the incredible Julie Tenner. But before we dive in, just a little reminder that my next breathwork class is now scheduled for July 24th. The link is in the show notes, so please do book in. These are fast becoming a really beautiful space to honor yourself, to tap into the medicine that is your breath, to carve out a space that's sacred on a Friday night before you enter your weekend and to experience all the deliciousness that is breathing, that is harnessing this incredible connection to divine source through your own breath, through your own body. I highly recommend you join us. Classes are only $15. And if you want more of that, join Practical Magic and Spiritual Medicine, which is my membership group. It's only $29 a month. The first month is only a dollar. And in there, I provide two practices at least throughout the month, plus a beautiful sacred new moon circle for you to join in. So check out the show notes for all of that. They're the easiest ways to work with me at the moment. But I do also have, of course, some spots opening up very soon to do one-on-one coaching with me. If you want to go deeper, if you want to expand and grow and transform and up-level and to really work with your mind, body and soul to step into the person that you know you're ready to be. Okay, so let's get into it. I can't wait to share this incredible interview with you. So this journey of awakening has been a really interesting one for me. And once you start opening up to a more conscious existence, everything previously that was in the shadows, and not always at the same time, but everything previously starts to come forward at the right time, ready to be healed, to be lit up, to be transmuted in some way. That's what growth is. And it's often uncomfortable, but it is within that discomfort that true transformation lives. And you know this about me by now, if you've been listening along for a while. I love me some shadow work. So when I started to feel the nudge to look at my sexuality and my sensuality and my feminine embodiment, to look at my relationship with my husband and to this divine feminine energy within me that has been untapped over the years of being a mother, that is who I am and at the center of who I am, well, a whole new world opened up to me and a game of energy exchange became apparent to me, something that I could work with something that was available to me to tap into feminine masculine energy and this all came through the work of Julie Tenner and many other leading experts around the world but as you'll hear in this chat Julie for me really resonates as a teacher and perhaps you'll understand that as you listen to her she is like a woman that I've never met before 
she is sensual and sexy and has these beautiful pouty lips that you could just stare at all day and of course her voice is like honey. And I've had the pleasure of experiencing her work in many different ways through conscious parenting, through embodied leadership programs and now most recently through her five-day flowers and honey course which explore, explored the sensual and sexual art of energy exchange within relationship, your partner of course, but also through your family, your children and beyond. Now stay with me here because this is not just about sex. This is about harnessing our inner sexual or sensual energy. So since being part of this group, I've now moved into Julie's Honey Club to take these learnings deeper. And the reason why is because since becoming a mama and moving into all that this role entails, a huge part of me has changed and quietened and dampened. And that's that inner sensual sexual being, that divine feminine energy. I'm no longer this sexually open and free woman of my 20s and early 30s. And like many other mamas, I struggle to switch from mum mode to sexy goddess ravishing diva for my husband mode. I don't want the same things. I'm not attracted to the same things. And I'm often buried under a myriad of things to do, thoughts, worries and concerns for my family, etc. And as Julie mentions in this chat, being a mother is actually a very masculine role because you're holding space and you're doing and you're taking action all the time. So I'm sure some of this rings a bell for you too. So as I was noticing this energy exchange between my husband that was starting to get a bit icy and there was a lot of blame and disconnection and, you know, in the throes of parental partnership, but losing that, that intimacy and connection and that feeling lit up, as I was noticing this, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this in my parents. I've seen this in other people's parents. I've seen this in a different generation. That's not the story that I want. I'm not going to hold on to that. I'm going to change that and I'm going to rewrite my experience I'm 38, for God's sake. This is not how it's supposed to be right now. I do not want that. And I don't want to experience that. So change has to be in somewhere. And this chat today is about bringing to light a lot of what Julie embodies in her own being all the time. And that is working with energy, playing with the masculine and feminine polarity, feminine embodiment, what it means to be feeling pleasure and to be pulling this energy through your body and how that changes your experience in life. So I implore you to stay open-minded. I ask you to open your heart and your body to her voice and her wisdom and to another way of being in the world and to what might be another layer of your own spiritual awakening, your own journey through life, through motherhood, through womanhood. And it's so interesting to me because this podcast is called One Woke Mama. And I was going to change the name recently thinking, oh, I'm not just a mother, so why am I writing that? But to me now, understanding through Julie's work, motherhood, womanhood, lifehood, it's all one. And I cannot separate and disseminate and pull them apart. They bleed into each other as and as should do sexual and sensual energy. This is not about making love to everybody. This is not about having sex with everybody, but this is about harnessing our inner fire, that powerful creative energy that comes through being sensual and through harnessing our sensual energy. I'm not an expert on this as you'll hear as we chat along, but I really do want you to stay open to this beautiful woman and her wisdom and the incredible conversation that we have. And then definitely go and check out Julie, see if you resonate with her and perhaps 
dive into some of her incredible work. I'm so excited for you to listen in and it is a longer episode than normal, but I hope that you can find a way to make this work throughout your week. All right, guys, let's get into it. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for joining me on the One Work Mama podcast. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and so thrilled to be bringing your work and your magic to my little community and share what you do. So let's start there. Thank you. You're welcome. What a gift. What an honour. I feel, yeah, I feel really special in this space. I can already feel its waves with your beautiful melodic voice. So I'm excited. (laughs) I won't put you to sleep, I hope. So let's start with who you are and what you do because you are quite unique. In my perspective, you're quite unique the way that you work and I'd really love from your own words to share that with, with the people listening today. Sure. I would love to do that. I always laugh a little bit though, because I always think, I don't know, I've worked out who I am yet. So it always feels like a funny thing, doesn't it? To get out into the world and be like, here's my Instagram bio and I'm this. And I always think, am I? Who am I? (laughs) I feel the same. But I suppose as I exist right now, yeah, I know you do. I'm like, aren't we when we're born healers, we're just continuously evolving and responding and responsive. And so I kind of always feel like the second I make a box, I'm very mm. good at staying in a box. Mm. And I think the path is far more that a trek than, than a box to tie neatly around me. Mm. So I guess when I answer that, I feel like I have three pillars that I suppose my work has brought me to. One of those is conscious parenting, which I do through nourishing the mother. One of those is working with other healers on the spiritual and energetic journey. And the other one is conscious relationship and feminine embodiment work. So that's what I do. Mm. Um, The magic of how I do that, I think, is far more energetic and intuitive than anything else but um yeah trained as a naturopath trained as a doula have had a lifetime of work in women's places and spaces and grew up as the daughter of a yogi so I think that probably automatically changes things (laughs) yes it does and and as a yogi obviously maybe not into the the space and capacity that you're father is or was I uh, I get it I get what being in that yoga space actually does and how it changes you so to grow up with that that just redirects everything mm. doesn't it so let me backtrack here and say I think what a gift for our children yeah sorry go on go on no that's no I we are gonna have this issue with mm. our connection and I think it's totally fine and I would love to listen to your words so I'm happy to but I was thinking about that as you say yes I'm a yogi and I get it and I'm like yeah mm. these beautiful children that we're raising we can't know yet the impact and the profoundness that that has but um the older I get the more I realize how profound it is and I just feel an immense gratitude for all of us who are out there doing this work and raising children at the same time Mm, me too and you know what Julie I think the the kind of yogi that you probably grew up with is very different to the kind of yogi that I am in a world that has diluted the the sacredness and the union that is yoga so that actually is a really beautiful segue into asking you 
what is it to be an energy practitioner? You call yourself an energy practitioner and I know what that means for me, but for you I know it's actually in a very different Mm -hmm. space to where I sit and I want to bring some light to that. Mm, That's such an interesting and beautiful question. I love that. And I would love to riff with you and talk about what you you see it as and what this evolution is because I do think that we come into this world as healers or energetic practitioners with this beautiful pinpoint of consciousness and the stacking of life experiences that changes the evolution of our art form. So I think it's intentional that it's different. Mm. I think that if the energy was one format, we could not serve the diversity of humanity. And I do think that that's the point. So I guess the way that I see energy work is to be able to know and read beyond words and physical structure or, um, you know, visual presence of somebody and to know how to help them learn their own art form and manipulation of energy within them to advance and open up their life as they move forwards in whatever format that needs to take. So sometimes that's going to be healing. Sometimes that's going to be reclaiming. Sometimes that's going to be opening up. So I think energetic work at the end of the day is an intuitive art form. And I think the way that we wield those wands is different for each of us as practitioners and it's my heart's desire that it remains different and I would love to think that whoever I come across is that I'm able to see your practice and take it the next step in evolution and form that craft with a bit more depth or breadth. So does that answer your question? I don't know. Yeah, it does. It's really beautiful and I think it's when I sit with your description of energy practitioner, as a practitioner, I, I really feel into um, the self-empowerment that I feel you are asking of the individuals that you work with, if that makes sense. I feel you have a very strong desire and a very beautiful ability to support individuals to actually work with their own energy as opposed to receiving energy healing from other people which is amazing oh my gosh so much yes yes (laughs) so much yes yes thank you Claire I love that transmission and articulation absolutely yes and I think that's really important for all of us and I've been through this journey to actually stop putting our power in other people I'm going to go to you as an energy healer and you're going Mm. to heal me and you're going to provide yeah. the medicine that is energy whereas when I'm with you on lives and when I'm face-to-face <sighs> with your work there is this no it's in you and let me just mirror back how you bring that forward that's really exceptional yeah yeah I do not I just detest the guru mentality I don't I don't subscribe and I don't want to be anyone's guru but I think what I have is a gift to walk you through the next pathway that you're already opening so I'm willing to say yes I will claim that gift knowing that you'll come through and you'll leave differently and I think that that's the purpose I think that's beautiful Mm, I agree so when you think about women and women and mothers especially learning how to work with energy as you describe it Why is it your heart's Mm. desire that they learn how to do that? Why does it matter so much to you that women and mothers learn how to work with energy? Why is it important? Mm. 
a beautiful question because it breaks my heart to see women shut themselves down or up, lock themselves away or shame pieces of them when they were born as a magnificent castle and they live now as this what one one bedroom two bedroom you know house it just breaks my heart to see the the I want to say the bigness just this awestruck enormousness of who they really are and to deny that feels more painful to my heart and my soul than living a life of pretending that you're anything but that. So when I see women open doors, and I think ultimately that's what I do, I just kind of open a door and go, you know, it could be here. And then I let them swing it wide open and that just gives me the hugest joy to watch these women make their own magic by virtue of not keeping that door closed or pretending they're something less than this magnificent castle. So... It is just my soul's calling. And of course, as every, as you know, every healer who has a deep passion, you need to pay attention to what breaks your heart as much as what opens it and that those things are not an accident. Mm. And I think largely we probably, if we're, um, you know, a resolved healer, have experienced forms of that which we now teach mm. because you can't build strong wisdom when you yourself haven't walked that fiery path. So I know what it is to be shut down and locked away and I know what it is to be beat up internally and externally and I know what it is to lose yourself and I know what it is to reclaim. So I'm passionate about women being able to do that because it is women that will light this world on fire. Mm -hmm. It is women that these next generation of will run this world comes through so I can't imagine that there's a more profound vocation than women experiencing all of who they are and giving everything that they have to give to this world and raising exceptional humans in the process of that I can't imagine there's a more profound vocation in this world so mm. that's how I see mothers I'm completely lost in all of those words <laughs> And this is one of your things. <laughs> you're, you're able to just turn all of us listening to you into absolute goo because I feel, your, I feel your heart's desire. I feel your soul purpose. I feel your passion. I even feel the tremble and the ache in your voice when you, you think mm. of the heartache that women mm -hmm. experience. And when I yeah. tune into that, it actually really excites me because it makes me feel... Um, okay, so this is actually possible. This is actually possible to live as a woman and a mother energetically aligned and on fire and mm. joyful and beautiful and sensual and embodied. That is what I hear when I hear your voice. So it obviously is your soul's calling <sighs> because that's a pretty spectacular thing just to hear through words. Oh, thank you. That feels like a gift. So thank you. I will receive that beautifully into my heart. Thank you. You're welcome. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about, as I do with all of these episodes, my, my journey as I'm moving through different stages of my awakening and of my consciousness, which I'd love to say it's only just recently begun, but I feel like it's been going on for lifetimes. And there's always another mm. lane. <laughs> 
and another layer. There's always another layer. And another layer. And another layer. Yeah. I'm laughing because it, it's exactly what I asked for. Like I feel like I can even see myself as, as a soul before fully embodying as a, you know, a child and actually saying, hit me. Hit me with all the lessons. Hit me with all the shadows. Just bring it on. Whack me yeah. as many times as you can because that's the only way I'm going to get it this lifetime. That's what it feels. So here I am now embarking on a journey with you in, into sensuality and sexuality and working with energy and relationship. And it is mm. a space that has been calling to me for a very long time that I've ignored as well for a very long time. And I've dabbled in things here and there. But as I'm presently finishing up a somatic embodiment coaching training, it's like, come on, Claire, Mm -hmm. you can't be going down this pathway Mm -hmm. and ignoring this aspect, this aspect of feminine embodiment that is so integral to your life force, that is so at the core of all of all of what you wish, wish to create and experience, all the abundance that you want to call in, none of it's possible without going down this pathway. You, you, <laughs> and your work. <laughs> so let me yeah, ask I this feel question. I'm really honoured to be on that journey. Oh, oh. thank you, Joy. I'm honoured. I'm privileged. You know, the teachers come as the teachers are, are meant to come, and, and that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Truth. Uh, amen. So, <laughs> for those listening that are going, okay, guys, what are you talking about? Get to it. How can we explain what feminine embodiment is? <laughs> what is yeah, feminine let's bring it into something more practical. Yeah, what is feminine embodiment? For me, I think um, what I feel most sad about at the moment is I think that in our um, culture of, of seeking to awaken the feminine is we've got a little bit lost and skewed with what feminine and masculine is. Mm. And there's a lot of projections and I think misinterpretations of all of these whilst beautiful words that don't really sit as a truth. So when I think about embodiment, I just want to keep it really simple. And when I think about the feminine, I just want to keep it really simple because I think the greatest teachings are the ones all the teachers are the ones who can make it the most simple, can dial down the complex into something that's completely tangible. Mm. So when I think about embodiment, for me, it is literally simply any intentional act that connects you to your body with the purpose of eliciting energy that didn't exist there the moment before that began. That's it. Just whatever it is you're doing, you do it and you find a source of energy in your body. That's embodiment. So we can talk about a thousand ways you can get there. Of course, there's always a thousand portals to consciousness and a thousand ways to enter your heart. It doesn't matter what it is. It's simply finding what it is for you. And the purpose at the end of the day should always to, to be able to find and recognize and then more consciously call upon the ecstatic energy that resides within your body that is here to awaken you, open you, bless this earth, you know, have ecstatic exchanges with other humans and souls and hearts. Like I don't think there could be anything more exciting and fun and purposeful than that. And at the end of the day, it's all it is. It doesn't matter to me if that's you having a scoop of your favourite ice cream or you stroking down the centre of your chest 
or adorning your body with something that makes you flutter. It does, it's irrelevant. The thing doesn't matter. What matters is that you're connecting to the source of your energy and it becomes bigger in the process of that. That's embodiment. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, can you describe, and I know that there's not one answer to this, but maybe the most dominant response, can you describe a woman that you've met or that you know yourself very well that is clearly embodied in her feminine? Can you give us a picture of what that might look like? Mm. Yes. But I also want to hit that up with a disclaimer, which is I think when we're seeking feminine embodiment, often what I find is that women seek one-sidedness. And what I want you to know as you embark on this, not you per se, Claire, but whoever's listening, as you embark on this journey, is that we are two-sided beings Mm. this entire universe is constructed upon opposites and equals so you can never be fully in feminine embodied all of the time because you're going to need a counterbalancing opposite masculine within you to be able to hold the depth of that space and theoretically the stronger the masculine container that you can hold the more access you may find yourself able to reside with your feminine energy Mm -hmm. so a fully a woman who is or, or a man, it doesn't like genitals and, and um, gender identification is kind of irrelevant when we're talking about something that's an energetic core knowing or a state of existence within your body, the space that you feel most aligned with. So a core feminine being who is um, deeply embodied and sitting in their feminine is all energy. Like imagine any of us who have been in the room where we see this woman who there's something about her, like she's probably not even the most physically attractive in the state of our culture, woman in the room, but there is something magnetic about her, like bees to the honeycomb, we buzz around this light that seems to come from the centre of her and you just feel blessed by the way that that energy radiates through her smile and she moves with that smile in her hips and she speaks with the jaw that's connected to the joy that exists in her body and because she's so in touch and moves from the very state of that joy you vicariously get to experience that joy through her body and energy you're kind of wrapped in that bubble of it so we feel good around the people that open up energy within us and a deeply embodied feminine does exactly that. Mm, yum. <laughs> mm. So much yum. Oh, and there's a little ache that comes through as you're describing that and I'm sure many women have <sighs> the same ache. It's like I want that, I'm not that, I haven't touched that. Yeah. Oh, I remember this moment of that and I lost that. Ah, oh, that ache. But oh, that, yeah. that, that's part of it, isn't it? 
Well, I kind of love that ache because I think ultimately as a core, I think that's one of the reasons, you know, you're a core feminine being is because that ache exists within you. It's a heart Mm. yearning. And that heart yearning is like, this moment is beautiful, but I ache to experience this something more. And we're so afraid of more in our culture and particularly as women, but the feminine within us can love what she has and want more. Like imagine the spaces that you've been in, if you've been in them where you've kind of forgotten even you have this body and this exchange between you and a lover or this moment is like, takes your breath away and you just want it to go on forever and the moment it ends you still want more mm-hmm. like that's that ache is part of what it will it's kind of the duplicity that exists within that feminine is that ache leads you and is here to guide you towards something that could always be more for your soul and you know the form of, of life or energy as it moves through you in this moment. And I think that's delicious, but I think we're also scared of that ache. And I think sometimes that pain will turn away from it because it feels too big or we feel as though if we just gave it an inch, would it ever be satisfied? Would we be just swallowed whole in this ravenous, you know, hunger fest for for more and so we won't even let ourselves dip a toe in or, you know, so many reasons. But I just think I kind of, there's part of me that just adores that ache and I've come to love it so much because I always think it's it's the rootedness of that feminine that she exists within you by virtue of you having that ache and and I kind of love it. Mm. I was just thinking as you were describing all of that how, and I'm pretty sure you're going to resonate with this and we can elaborate on it, how that is just such a, uh, let me just wrap this. As women, we're so afraid of that ache and that desire for more because we've grown up in this patriarchal culture that is so masculine that says more, you want more, you're not satisfied, isn't this enough? How dare you want more? Contain it, contain it. And we've we've mm. been taught to squash it down and I see it in my own interactions with my daughter who from the moment she was born I actually described her as the more child because she does (laughs) want more (laughs) that's her nickname I try not to say it to her face but that's what I call her she wants more I love that more connection more love more joy more food more anger more crying more 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 and I see the world around her Mm. trying to contain her and squash her back and say that's it, you've had enough, too much of that, no more of this, and I even fall into that pattern. And it's interesting watching mm. her in this, in this world, in this patriarchal society, and I'm trying to allow her to be fully in her mourners, but it's very uncomfortable because I'm not fully in my mourners, so it's a stretching for me. Amen. Such mm. a big stretching, and I, I agree. Yeah, and I love beautiful. that. I always think how funny that we also give birth to our teachers. Like I don't think we really get that until we like really get it. Mm. And there's this, you, I mean, you knew in this lifetime, if we want to talk about soul contracts or whatever version you want to have, she knew, you knew, this is what you called in. And so you give birth to this daughter who teaches you more. Like 
how fucking beautiful. That's so on the way to everything that you want to do. And she highlights all of the places you close in that process. And I think what a teacher, because a teacher shows you the places you stop and asks you to go further. That's what our children do for us, each of us. I have, you know, I have four children, so I have four evolutions of me. <laughs> like sometimes that's brutal, but the, you know, we're, we give birth to our repressed parts and the struggle is meant to take us further, not as a place to stop. So I love hearing you speak about that. And I love feeling into all of those pieces that I'm like, of course it had to be like, mm. How could it be any other way? But, of course, the human living of that is really hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, you said the word repressed parts and it just triggered me in remembering this. I think I mentioned before we started recording this session, this healing session I had the other day, and this woman was describing me as a child. And I said to her, wait, wait, sorry, I think you're describing my daughter. And she said, no, no, this is 100% you, 100% you. And she described her mourners and then she went on to describe me in all of that more 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 energy and then being squashed by the masculine energy the the very out of balance masculine energy that was my father and being told very clearly your more is not okay here and she was able to map the points and when I pulled that back so it's so fascinating you're talking about repressed parts because here it is she's right in front of me Mm. I'm right in front of me in child form what a freaking gift that is. How amazing because I can't tell you as you do through nourishing mother how many times we'd nice sit there and go, they're you. Right now this is literally deja vu. Like we joke about deja vu, but in every minute of our day we are living it literally with our children that came through our bodies. And how gorgeous that you had this practitioner go, no, no, she's you. And you're like, oh, my God. That is me. Like how beautiful because so many of us go through our lives thinking, no, that's the other. That's not me. Oh, no. So I just think that's a gift. It's such (laughs) a gift. (laughs) It's such a gift. But it's, uh, that's a swear. I'm not sure I'm allowed to swear on podcasts, but it's so amazingly challenging almost every millisecond of the day, you know. I apologise for the banging. I can hear the neighbour's daughter banging on the door clearly wanting to come in and play with my more child (laughs) who's not here oh hilarious hold on it's fine I can't hear it so okay good it's okay it's making my whole door shake that's how hard she's knocking on the door oh my goodness she really wants to come in she really yeah that's the thing right about more children they're very enticing they're very magical and intense and they're leaders and they take you on this really joyful path so it's um it's not a surprise that she has people knocking down the door to, to get to her. So oh, what, what I'd like to ask you here is you touched on it and I need to, to backtrack because you highlighted the two-sidedness mm-hmm. of, of the universe, of ourselves, the masculine and the feminine mm-hmm. within, the opposite, the equal. Can you give us mm-hmm. a really quick mm-hmm. summary of some typical um, energy that is within the feminine and typical energy that is within the masculine. So, you know, for example, the masculine is a container, mm-hmm. the feminine, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of a summary there. So at the end of the day, when it boils down, and I'm, I'll start with these words and then we'll go a little bit further, is the masculine 
represents and is consciousness and the feminine represents and is the counterbalancing opposite which is energy so in all of us there's a part of us that we recognize that has never changed that whilst we were three and 10 and 16 and 42 there's this part that's kind of existed behind everything that's changed our bodies our minds our lives that was always there So some might call it soul, others might connect to it in different ways. But there's a part of us that's consciousness that has never changed and will never change and continues to exist despite the fact that everything is changed around it. It's the same. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. So when I talk, I just want to dial down on consciousness, you know, how you can get more of a tangible touch point on consciousness, because I do find people get lost with that word a little bit. So if you just think about it as the has never, will never universal um, consciousness energy upon which everything else is animated. So everything that changes is energy. So we know this, even if we dial everything that appears solid down to atoms, atoms are still energy. So anything that has form is is the feminine and anything that has no form and is consciousness is the masculine. Mm. So in essence, the feminine represents life and the masculine represents death because there's a certain nothingness component of consciousness because it has no matter that is death-like. That's how still it is. Mm. That's how nothingness it is. That's the space that people, yogis, um, you know, mystics of all different varieties and practitioners chase for lifetimes trying to manifest the perfect nothingness space. Mm. There's kind of a death that exists with that. So the masculine is the nothingness and the consciousness and delights in the energy and the form of everything that is animated through life as the feminine. So the feminine qualities as we might experience them in um, the world, in the seasons, in our environment, in the humans that, that walk around are all of the beautiful energy qualities. So nourishing, enlivening, life force, creative force. It's the, you know, seen as light and felt as love components of this world. The masculine predominant um, traits are things that are very exist in the world of consciousness so not about feeling the feminine is all about feeling states the masculine is devoid of feeling because there's no content it's consciousness it's emptiness it's nothingness so it's all of the thinking areas which is obviously what's so widely prized in our society so direction purpose, mission, achievement, success, um, progression, you know, it's all of these very linear mental ways of existing in the world versus energetic feeling ways of existing in the world. Mm. Does that feel like a good summary for you? Oh, it feels like such an awesome summary. It's just (laughs) so beautiful. (laughs) You know, you took me back to a meditation practice years ago in a retreat. We would we were silent for a whole day, and we were sat in this meditation mm. practice where we were taken out of our body. Now I look back at it and I think mm, probably wasn't the safest thing to do with a group of forty people. But anyway, 
<laughs> you know, now that I know. Well, see, now I'm this memory is, as I say, now you know, yeah. you'll never do that. That's amazing. Yes. Considering what I know about trauma, I'm like, yeah, not such a good move, buddy. But anyway, we were taken out of our bodies and we, we were transported via this meditation practice into nothingness, into the deep black of the universe, past the galaxy, past the mm. stars. And mm. I remember being in this space and feeling complete and utter bliss and, and holding hands mm. with myself in space but not myself, mm. spirit, consciousness. Mm. And as mm. I came back down, my body shook and I sobbed as I returned to what you've described as the everything, the feminine, the form, mm. and I felt this separation from that space and it felt very confusing because I remember thinking how am I supposed to have both how do I embody both because I'm here Mm -hmm. and this is where I'm supposed to be and I chose to be here my consciousness chose to be in this body in this time on this world but when I'm up there I feel complete and utter peace and bliss and nothing Mm -hmm. now the interesting thing is Mm -hmm. Julie a lot of people in that room hated being in the nothingness, hated it, were terrified Mm. of it. Mm. I don't know why I felt to share that, but I found it really fascinating listening to you describe that everything versus nothing energy and how how much that Mm. makes sense to me because I felt both of those experiences. And I love that experience. Yeah, and I actually really struggled with returning to form, with returning to the fluidity of life. I really struggled with that. The, the consciousness yeah. felt safer. It felt like, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think that's probably my own personal story in terms of where I've been and et cetera. But it's interesting to me and I hope that whoever's listening is probably sitting with, okay, so which one feels more safe and homely to me? And the reason I'm highlighting that yeah. is, as you mentioned, the journey here is to beautifully embody and experience both obviously for so many of us we need to bring more of the feminine back in because she's dormant Mm. she's been asleep but if we were to dig into what you've just described about the masculine and the feminine polarity as you talk about it in terms Mm of within ourselves how we work with it Mm -hmm. within our being as opposed to these two separate ideas you just want me to riff on that (laughs) I was lost in your words and your story. I'm still back in your meditation. <laughs> it was really awesome meditation. It was life-changing. Yeah, riff away. I guess I'm asking about masculine and feminine polarity and how, how I know you can't summarise this in one moment, but how we bring more of those energies within our being out and forward. Mm. Let me think about that. I think it's about recognizing that um, you have a right to move, a birthright to move fluidly between the two polarities, to experience the gifts and the bliss that exists in different forms within both of them. And sometimes you're going to need to return to a state of consciousness and nothingness and you're going to need the masculine beautiful traits and attributes of goal setting and achievement and moving forwards and completing and you know being the master of space and time and a thing rather 
than the master of none and the follower and the jack of all trades, right? So we get to be that and we get to make sure that as core feminine beings, we're dipping into the life elixir to replenish and re-nourish because or else what will happen is you will start to um, feel as though you're living in a space of scarcity and there's not enough to go around and I can't give you more. I can't give you anything because I haven't even got enough left for me. And we can start to feel like um, out of Lord of the Rings, you know, my precious around <laughs> my, you know, energy as opposed to recognising that you are energy and your God, goddess-given right is to make sure that you dip back into that and plug back in so that you are instantaneously rejuvenated and can move that energy through your body in any and all and greater capacities. There's not a scarcity of, or of energy anywhere. It's all abundant. It's about how much we choose to exist in that space or how much we choose to avoid it, in which case we will feel run dry. And largely that's when a lot of practitioners will see women then having the manifestations of dis-ease within their body from never having, well, not never, but consistently avoiding dipping back into this elixir of uh, youth and revitalization and feminine energy. We will dry up. Our fluids will dry up. Our skin will dry up. We will become crinkly and, you know, um, kind of craggly about life and very um taut and tight and still in our bodies because consciousness as you experienced of the nothingness is so nothingness that there is no fluidity and energy movement there's there's no energy so for a core feminine being as she exists on this plane that is the death she will experience that as a body that starts to become very rigid and stops flowing with energy. And it will also be at that point that is often when there's a lot of rifts in relationships, which is then where I see that because we have gotten so good at being masculine containers that often we're better men than the men that we're with. And they're not very interested or desirous of someone that doesn't produce or have energy flowing through their body because it's the same. And in this universe that's constructed on opposites, two of the same, one is not needed. So you'll repulse each other or you'll live in neutrality. And neither of those things for the people that I work with are particularly enticing. So what I want to make sure is that we're always spending time in recognizing how we get to, we get to be, you know, the badass CEO and we get to run a house like nobody's business and be the master of space and time with our children and in our motherhood. But if we don't also spend the time to plug back into our energy and to experience its fluidity and rejuvenation and soft, gooey, honey spaces in our very centre and have that move through our tissues, we will experience dis-ease and dysfunction as that solidifies over years. Just a little riff on that, huh, Julie? That was just incredible. <laughs> Oh my, my mouth is open, my jaw is on the floor and I'm like, yeah, okay, that was pretty fucking spectacular. Oh, 
Thanks. I have so it's much. It's just things. what I see a lot, you know. Ooh. So it just that's what we're all here to be, isn't it? Is to see the thing that we're supposed to see and to have the medicine that that will advance that that humanity beyond that. I, I, I don't think that what I have is particularly special. I just think that it's one pinpoint of consciousness and I've opened up on social media and gone, okay, all right, universe, spirit, I said yes, okay. <laughs> so you have to get over your own humanness to do that. But I don't look at a hierarchy of gifts. I don't look at levels of people. I don't think that exists. I just think we're all here on different pinpoints of consciousness for a reason. And if there's a vibration in your body from what I've said, then I think there's a piece of that medicine that you're supposed to quake through your being mm. so that you advance where you're at. Like I don't, I don't see it as anything more, you know, than that. It's through me. It's not of me. It is through you and it's, I understand that, but you are the perfect, for me, you are the perfect teacher for this practice. And I say this because <laughs> there, the news feed, the Instagram feed of mine is full it's full of masculine and feminine teachers, full, right? Mm. But mm. there's something about how you present it that makes me get it. And I want to, I want to. Oh, so glad. You know, I want to, I want to riff on this a little bit because you said a couple of things and I, I want to dig into it because you said something about, you know, getting really protective and, you know, a bit like my precious with my energy, which is exactly yeah. how I get with my family and children when I'm depleted and exhausted and sleep deprived and I'm not getting my alone time and my time for me and all that kind of stuff. And I get really yeah. hyperprotective and, you know, like, don't come near me. And it's shit. Yeah, it feels horrible. It feels horrible because my daughter reflects beautifully and says, Mommy, do you like children? Mommy, do you, do you like being Ouch. a mother? Boom, right in the heart. Oh, man, she's right onto it, isn't she? She's so on it and it's so uncomfortable I could almost vomit and it's like, okay, I can see and this is part of why I'm doing this work because I don't want to be dry. I don't desire that for myself or for her. I I want the, the elixir that is my divine feminine self to be oozing out of me and pouring into my family as well. But it's interesting that you highlight that because I know many of the women listening who are also exhausted mothers and don't have a framework to support them to be anything else other than grin and bear it, grit through it, you know, clench your jaw and just keep on soldiering through. So there's another thing you mentioned I I need to highlight. Better men than the men we are with. Boom. How many Mm -hmm. times have I thought or the women that we're working with or that are listening have thought, I just don't understand why he can't get it. I'll just do it myself. I can't believe that I've got another child. Yeah. He's another child in the family. All of those, <laughs> all of those comments and thoughts. And that, that was a yeah. really big turning point for me in what I'm doing with you because I realised how much I was taking him down and how much yeah. I was um, overblowing my own masculine energy and then pushing him into his feminine energy, as you say, yeah. you're either, repulsing each other or you're neutral and then curious as to why he wasn't stepping forward as the man that I wanted him to be well of course because I've taken over all the masculine energy in that space and I'm being a better man than he is so I want to share this (laughs) when we were doing flowers and honey a week ago Mm. I was consciously 
or maybe not consciously, maybe femininely, approaching him in a very, very different way and kind of oozing around him and just channeling this honey vibe that you're teaching us. Mm. And it was so interesting to watch him peacock, to watch his chest puff up and his shoulders back and him just bring the laundry down off the washing line without me asking and bring me a hot water bottle. And I was like, who are you? Who are you? And then to realise that it's all to do with how I harness my energy was a bit mind-blowing and a bit overwhelming. Yeah. I just want to listen to you. Those stories were just like, I wish we had fairy tales that told us that. Like I just, this is, it's magic. Like I still, I still get all of the feels. Like as you were saying that, I'm like, my heart wants to break and it wants to scream and yell and be like, what? It's amazing. You know, like all of the feels all at once. It's just, I I feel like your story is such a, a gift. And I think the more we hear those moments, I think the greater we could all be, it's just that there's this tiny sticky part of what you're talking about. And that's the part that you're going, ah, self-responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, that's the part that gets really hard. I find for a lot of people to swallow is the part that goes, but he he is, and I am. And I'm like, well, you know, you're kind of everything. So when we look at a a relationship as a complete universal dynamic, which it is the same as in a family, all parts are expressed and we exist. And I often think of it like a seesaw. So you remember being on a seesaw with a friend and you'd stand on it and you'd try and balance it in the middle and you'd walk up and down the pole and, and try and get that perfect balance in the middle. That's, that's what polarity exists upon is like a seesaw like that. So if you're way down one end of the masculine, he can't come join you down that end because it's already taken. Mm-hmm. He has to counterbalance the exact same extreme in the feminine on the other side so that you balance the seesaw between you and the universe that you are. And there's every sliding scale in between. So there can't be two of the same within um, one universe. It's a one-sided universe otherwise, and it defies all of our universal laws. Totally. So I, I absolutely, I know, but I love that because it literally is magic. Like the moment, you might have spent five years being like, why can't you take the washing in? There's a list of a thousand jobs on the fridge. He never, blah, I always have to. Like I, I hear all of the sentences mm. and then the moment I say, yeah, and let's just work on your polarity and you reclaiming a space that you haven't claimed, it is literally like magic. All of a sudden that energy surges through your body and that energy is life and it becomes an experience of an ecstatic exchange of love and when you're in love there's no act that's burdensome right it's a labor of love and this masculine being who desires nothing more than to serve and conserve energy in this world because there's no more precious a resource automatically and spontaneously without the exchange of words springs to life in all of the ways that you'd wished he'd appear and yet had never because you hadn't shifted out of that space and like I just go oh my god it's just like magic and 
only everybody knew this and you get to feel better in the process and they get to feel better and your relationship exponentially improves and all of a sudden there's desire and spark between you when you'd spent most of the time just kind of in family ink Mm. and I love that story but the hard part with it is the self-responsibility and I think always in life because we are such freedom seekers it's pretty hard to to seek continuously for freedom and at the same time be self-responsible so oh and you know it is it is but it's also rewiring the brain to to show up in this new way and to lay down neural pathways that work with this energy as opposed to the same habitual patterns of holding back, containing, pulling away, shutting down, icing, you know, and also I've got learned behavior from my, from my parents and my mom and dad's very broken and disjointed relationship. So it, it, it is work. And this is why, you know, if anyone's listening, I invite them to come check out your work and especially your honey club, because that's where these practices are coming to life and that's where I'm not in any way, shape or form sitting here on this call acting like I've got this down pat. I do not. I'm a baby on this journey, absolutely. And, and, and the, the, spark, the, spark, the spark that we're nurturing, my husband and I at the moment, hasn't, hasn't led to mind-blowing wild tantric sex yet, but that's not the point. We're now starting to yeah, relight funny. the seed of desire because as you said we've just been in parent mode mm-hmm. we've just been in French deep friendship yeah. and partnership and let's get this done and there's always been intimacy and you know belly rubs and cuddles and all that kind of stuff but there's been this dryness there there's just been this like I don't have time for that I don't have mm-hmm. energy for that I don't have the desire for that so for me it's about reigniting yeah. that int- intimacy and connection through this beautiful polarity practice that you described and I want to say here that uh, when I think back to when I first met my husband as most women can and the sexual relationship that you have at the very beginning it's not so much that I remember the actual sex I remember the way that I literally fluidly rolled through life and I, I remember how I was a magnet to all incredible beautiful things all the time and Mm -hmm. that to me it's not so much about okay let's get back into the bed and have wild crazy sex all the time although that's kind of part of it but it's also I want that again I want to be that woman in that energy I want to be on fire and lit up in that way I don't want motherhood and life to drain that out of me any more than it already has because for fuck's sake I'm 38 right This is not where I should be at this age. And I'm being really raw and brutal about this because I know women are listening and they're like, "Uh, uh, this is just my life. No, it's not. I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting what my mum accepted. I'm not accepting that story. I'm not accepting that experience. Absolutely not. Oh, amen. Oh, and look, that's what I think too, like enough of the mediocrity. Like if, if I remember falling on the floor with my husband, we had a, a, one of those big monumental shifts in relationship at the start of this year. And I remember just sobbing on the floor, just saying to him, if we're not here to, to lay it all on the dance floor and like leave it all on the dance floor, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. I'm not in for mediocrity. Like I cannot live my life half lived. I, I can't do that. So 
I'm here to lay it all on the dance floor and experience the full color. And I love what you said, because I, I often think that's the mistake. We head straight for sex and we assume that if we do these mechanical things, that somehow with the act, the spark will return. And look, to some extent that's true, but mostly what I love about what you say is exactly what I want to experience and want to help women do, which is to separate out sexuality from the mechanical act of sex and reclaim the sexuality that exists within you, which is the energy of life moving through your body. Mm. And as you say, outwardly as a creational force in the world that attracts and is magnetic. And it's from that place that spark and sex will evolve into something that's extraordinary. But I don't know if you can just like do the mechanical things and now we'll try this, you know, karma sutra position or I don't know, (laughs) whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then think that life will change because if you haven't accessed your sexuality or your energy, it's not changing. Mm. So I, I just fully feel into what you're saying because I absolutely, for me also, I believe that was, that was my path too, is to reclaim life and the byproduct was more open, amazing sex, but the reclamation was with life. You know, and it just makes so much sense when you're talking about it in that way because going back to all your descriptions about the feminine and the masculine, I feel really conscious, sorry, very comfortable in the consciousness state. I feel very comfortable in meditation and in bliss within nothingness. I feel very safe within that and I feel like... You couldn't go where you went if you weren't. (laughs) No, that's my home, right? Like I'm some sort of like speck of dust in the universe. Like that's my my thing. That's my my family up there. So for me, that's like I got that. But I didn't come into this body to do that. I came into this body to be both of that at the same time and to seesaw between it all as you say and it's not enough for me anymore because what I've noticed is with me not being fully embodied as a feminine core being I jump up and out into consciousness as a form of safety and a form of dissociation yeah as a reaction to trauma as a reaction to life being too hard too much suffering too whatever but why the hell do I keep coming back as a soul if I don't want this experience. So here I go. This is what I'm doing. Finally, this lifetime, I think I'm getting it in the body we go, Claire, and bringing forward the feminine magic that is you because you chose in multiple lifetimes to be in a feminine body. So stop freaking ignoring this, right? This is where you're going. And I'm, I'm speaking this way because I feel like I'm tapping into the thought processes of many, many women out there, especially mothers, who have cut themselves off from that just like I have. And sometimes you need a slap in the face to say enough already, enough. You can go have all the divorces that you want. This thing will keep following you around. It's not the relationship, although it is for some people, but mostly it is what you've cut yourself off from. That's how it feels like to me, you know? Yeah, I totally do. And I actually think, you know, when you're saying with mothers, yeah, I I think that's one of our greatest misunderstandings that we assume that, Mothering is a feminine art, but it's not. It's a masculine one because you're holding space and you're guiding and the master of the space, time and movement and direction of those little people within the home. So you're in your masculine all of the time. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO or if you're a full-time stay-at-home mum, they require 
the same development of skill set. So you just want to make sure that even though it seems as though I should be floaty and flowy at home is to recognize, oh, I'm actually like hardcore using my masculine. So how can I insert dips into my feminine during the day so that I don't get to the end so dried out that I've got nothing left? I say this to my husband all the time. When you come home, I need time to switch. I can't go from God mode to goddess mode instantly because you do the crutch grab or you reach my boob and you squeeze yeah, it yeah. I need time because I'm I'm a CEO all day like you just described it's a beautiful way of looking at it it's like I'm going all day and I'm taking things forward and I'm structuring and I'm juggling and I'm multitasking and I'm planning and I'm forward thinking and I'm making sure the dinner's not burnt and I'm doing my business yeah. at the same time I think that's so yeah. powerful to highlight that we are not in a feminine space when we're parenting and mothering I think that's yeah, so I actually think that's me too. I actually think like there's an enormous amount of relief and freedom that comes with that is to recognize that you're not this defective woman in some way. I know. That you're just, yeah. <laughs> that's so it. That's so it. I've got this beautiful friend. She is, she lives with rose-colored glasses on. She's perpetually in her feminine. She is an artist. She's an incredible woman with two unicorn children. Like seriously, she floats through the world. And it, it, it's so, so beautiful to be around her. But when you dig a little deeper, she's not in her masculine all day. So, you know, the dishes will pile up and all those kind of things because she's so flowy and just kind of moving through the experience of playing with her children. And I think that's amazing that she can do that. I can't, obviously. But it's interesting because she, she makes a choice to not be in that space at all. But she has a husband mm. that comes home and immediately fills into that role. She's somehow managed that. I don't know. She's equal that and out. opposite. Totally, totally opposite. It's amazing to witness. It's like you have literally found the other side of your coin. There's no blending. Yeah. He's, he's completely no, we always. Yeah, we always attract our equal and opposite. It's kind of beautiful when you can see it that way. It is beautiful. Now, the next question that I was going to ask you, you've actually already answered it. So what I'd love to do is move into how women can connect with you specifically and how they can work yeah. with you. And I guess a little description of what, um, for example, Honey Club is or Queen School where these, these practices and processes come to life because I know that by now women are going, ah, okay, what do I do? How do I do it? Where do I go to do this? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. So I think before you um, sign up to anything of mine, I would really love you to just check in about whether I'm your teacher or not. So the best way to do that is to watch any of my Facebook videos that just sit on my page. So I'm Julie Tenner, and this is funny, I'm Julie Tenner Women's Space or Julie Tenner The Pleasure Nutrition, I think is my title, but Julie Tenner Women's Space is the tag on Facebook because Facebook doesn't let you use pleasure in your... Um, <laughs> little tag thing yes I couldn't be Julie Tenner the pleasure nutritionist I had to be Julie Tenner women's space but on Facebook you'll still find me as Julie Tenner the pleasure nutritionist so I would ask you to have a look at those videos first and decide if they really do still call to you and um, I'm on Instagram as well so please follow along on Instagram which is also Julie Tenner the pleasure nutritionist the pleasure nutritionist I think on there um 
And then if you like and love and want a little bit more of that, then the place to do that at the moment is Honey Club, which obviously you've experienced too, Claire. So that's now my monthly membership, which I've actually only just started. So I want that to be the container where we have a monthly topic. I'm wanting to, we're kind of formulating it together because this is our first month, but every week we will have an embodiment practice and a Q&A check-in because it's often through witnessing other women's processes, stories and um, cathartic moments as they sit with me that we recognise that truth within ourselves and that there's embodiment practices, tools and tips to use along the way because I really want you to take it into your world and do what you need to do to make magic out of it. So that's what Honey Club is, is the consistent commitment to every week. I know I have an energetic container to plug back into and every day should I choose to dip into that in a Facebook group. So you can certainly check that out. So on my website, thepleasurenutritionist.com, you can find out about Honey Club. Queen School I run twice a year and that's a very intensive 10-week relationship transformation container. So it is for women. Occasionally I have couples that will watch the videos together or move through a process together, but it's usually just women in the container itself and I walk you through a very intensive 21-day teachings and integration over 10 weeks where we really do get you completely functioning differently in your relationships. So that's what that is. And then I do love to just download and go, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that right now. Yep. That feels really good. I'm going to do that. So pay attention on socials because every now and then I'll drop like a little course like flowers and honey. That was just a delicious five days of, of just deliciousness. It's so, oh, it's just, I could eat it. <laughs> um, so good. And every now and then I'm like, yeah, now I want to do this and I want to do that. So static programs are there. And if you are yourself a healer, then Embark is where I want to work with you to take your craft further. And if you love the conscious parenting format and how you do feminine conscious parenting jazz together, and what that might look like, then Nourishing the Mother is the place to find that on Facebook, Instagram, website and on your podcast app. Beautiful. I will link all of that. I can highly recommend Honey Club so far off the back of Flowers and Honey. I have not yet done Queen School, but I feel like that's coming. We'll see. We'll see where we get to by the it's time. It's pretty rad, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling it. I still sometimes sit there and go, I mean, I'll do this. And then I get to the end of it and I'm like, holy shit, that was like amazing. And these women are in completely different relationships. And and I just, I love that. Like the magic you're talking about is it's so much the philosopher's stone and alchemy, isn't it? Is that you change, you change the energy and all of a sudden everything transforms around you. And women that have been ready to walk out of relationships are now lustfully re-in love and can't believe that that was a thought process only 10 weeks earlier it feels so sorcerous it feels like a sorcerer (laughs) playing with this magic it It feels so empowering I have loved every moment of talking to you Julie and I if it wasn't for my husband needing to get to football tonight I would keep going and keep going but I know that you've got four children to feed and support and do all that stuff with as do I Mm -hmm. But every word is just honey. It's just honey 
from you and it's just mm. it lands in my body in such a way that makes me just want to go oh, okay yes I feel that it aches but I'm loving it at the same time mm. it's like that hurt that you just can't turn mm. away from mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Claire. I really, really feel honoured that you asked me onto your really sacred space and that I got to spend this time with you because even just moving through the energy of that was delicious for me too. So I also really want to say thank you to you because that was an honour and I don't take that lightly. So I'm really grateful. (sighs) I just needed a big, deep breath then. That was incredible. I so loved that and I hope that you did too. Please do hit us up, share this on your socials. Make sure you tag myself and the Pleasure Nutritionist, which is Julie. Check out the show notes for more information as to how to connect with her. Let us know what you think and I hope that you are ready to explore some space within the feminine embodiment realm, tapping into your inner divine masculine and inner divine feminine and ready to peel back another layer on your journey of awakening. As always, I'm just one mama on the path to work, and I hope you choose to wake up with me too.